Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merkso, Mike Merkel. I made it. He is back. He's back from vacation because he's cooler than me and he's actually got places to go. Uh, Mike is back, and we're going to be doing those quarterback rankings that I promised. We're doing some NBA Finals action. We're going to be talking about the state of Detroit sports here as well. I've I got an interesting take here that I want to float by Mike um, that kind of hit me over the last week and a half or so. We're going to be obviously previewing WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and we're also going to be talking about college athletes finally about to get paid. I mean, let's all let's be real. They were getting paid already, but now it's just you know legal. Um, but first, before we get into this epo- episode, I do want to once again remind everybody that we have a new sponsor on the show, Swift Lifestyles. Yep, like DeAndre Swift, SwiftLifestyles.com. Go, uh, go to their site. They're an energy and supplement company. You can get vitamins. You can get energy drinks. You can get uh, uh, formulas to help you get, stay hydrated, all that good stuff. Uh, they've also got some pretty sweet merch as well that we have on order. As we uh, make our way back to YouTube, um, they're going to be featured prominently on the show. But you can get ahead of the game right now. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com. Use our promo code ALWAYSRIGHT, all one word, always right. For 15% off, not just one product, not just two, not just the stuff that's on sale. No, no, no. All products from Swiss Lifestyle, 15% off. You're not going to get a better deal. We've had a, we had had a few sponsorship offers on the table. Some are 5%, some are 6 some were 3% you get off. But 15% off, it was a deal that we couldn't pass up here as a team here between me and Mike. So we figured we want to get you guys the most bang for your buck. Uh, with a great product. So SwiftLifestyles.com, get 15% off, use the code ALWAYSRIGHT. So, uh, and check out our, our social media if you want to take a look uh, there as well. All right, let's jump right in though, Mike. Um, let's talk uh, Let's talk NBA Finals. I did a little bit last week. I kind of talked about the dynamic. I thought the series would go seven um, just based on the fact that I really couldn't pick him. The Giannis thing was a little bit interesting because I didn't really know where he was going to be at health-wise. Played really well in game two. Um, I still couldn't get the win, but I digress. Um, where are you at with this series? Is it the, I mean, it's the Suns to lose at this point at a two, as of this recording, it's two Oh, um, you know, I still think it has a really good potential to go the distance though. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, I would have said Suns and six if yeah. I was here last week, yeah. but obviously I wasn't. So Staggered. everyone's going to be like, ah, you lying. <laughs> no, nah, I think it would have been Suns and six. I think yeah. that home court advantage is, is really it's too much one. for Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Phoenix, I don't think can lose at home. So I guess at worst case scenario, they would win in seven, I yeah, guess. Right. But um, Milwaukee just doesn't have enough Which is to overcome to this team. So weird. And I think that you're final. You're you're kind of seeing not really from Phoenix's end, but I think yeah. from Milwaukee's end, the the strain of injuries that has hit the East through the teams that Milwaukee's yeah. had to play. Right. I think people are realizing like. Maybe they aren't the best team. Like they're right. they're a very, very solid good. team, right, right. second, maybe third team in the. But like they're not the best. Like Brooklyn's the better team right. here, right? Or like, yeah. or uh, right. yeah, basically. And even the seventy six and even Sixers Simmons could just be hit average a... and Embiid doesn't blow a knee again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and Doc Rivers is yeah. a coach. Like Phoenix, I, I think is showing that even though they had a lot of a lot of breaks through theirs, right. they're still like okay, you were you were the second team. best team in the in the, in the right. West. Regardless, mm-hmm. at the very least, maybe even the best team in the West. Yeah. So people were just wrong. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I just think that the Bucks are just getting overwhelmed by a team that's yeah. way superior that doesn't have like the like they're 
practically outside of like Daniel Saric mm-hmm. are healthy as can be. Yep. Chris Paul's playing absolutely phenomenal. Yep. DeAndre, they have no answers for eight inside. No, he, and, and he's, he's getting young. like 15 rebounds yeah. a game. And right. Devin he's Booker really turning into that solid third option. Yeah, and Devin Booker can just hit a mid-range strumper from literally anywhere on the court. So I, I just think they're getting overwhelmed. I do think, and this is going to be a prediction that you're going to know if I'm right or wrong by, yeah, by the, the time, time you're hearing this. this. Right. I yeah. do think the Bucks can win game three and possibly game four yep. and make it 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. But then at that point, I think Phoenix would win game five because yep. it's a home court for and Phoenix. And then I'm like, that's kind of where like Milwaukee's going to be in absolute desperation mode. And it's either going to be, we're going to hit 65 threes in that game six, mm-hmm. or you're going to lose. Or you're going to lose because right. you're going to miss them all. And I think it's going to come down to like make or break in that game six. Yeah. Um, that's, but that's kind of how I see it going right now. Well, that, you know, here's the thing, too, about it is that watching these games, there are two things I think scream out to me when watching this series. Number one, Phoenix knows they're not getting back here yes. in the next two, three years. It's not happening. Chris Paul may not even be on the roster next year if we're being completely honest with ourselves, right? They know this is the time. It, it's it's do it right now. If yeah. we can be that random Dallas Maverick year to get in, squeak in, grab a championship, and get out, and yeah. everybody goes, remember that team? That was a really fun team to watch, and that was cool. And first round exits for the next ten years after. But like, um, I feel like you see that sense of urgency, right? I think like it's everything is kind of falling into place for them. Um, and then two, I don't think that right now Milwaukee. I know Giannis put up like 42 in game two, but like I don't think Milwaukee has that guy and because Giannis doesn't have a, a consistent enough shot outside yeah. of three feet for me to be overly confident that when it gets to the nitty-gritty, like, all right, Devin Booker's taking this shot, right? We kind of yeah. know it going in. Is it is it Chris Middleton for them? Is it yeah. Drew Holiday? Like, I don't have a guy for Milwaukee to where when it does get tight, are you really going to bank on Giannis, um, you know, taking a mid-range jumper or mm-hmm. taking a three? That's I mean, he's your best player, but he's not your best shooter. Yeah. So it's like when it gets down to these close games, which I think that maybe especially game five and a, and a game six type scenario, if they get that far, mm-hmm. are the games that are going to be, I feel like, decided by a couple of possessions because Milwaukee's going to have to play super tight and – Phoenix is, is shooting the lights out right now with the ball, just in general. I just yeah. feel like I don't know if Milwaukee has enough shooters to be like, I can match that three from Booker on a yeah. consistent basis. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And also, I super agree with that point of the sense of urgency. Yeah. Because I do think Milwaukee, in the back of their hand, they can I mean, get back. I, I, don't, can. I don't think Budhoser is going to be here much longer no, no, from Milwaukee. So, no. But I do think Milwaukee's like, this team is probably good enough to at least compete with Brooklyn for the next two years mm-hmm. to go to the finals. Yep. I think I think Phoenix realized, yo, Lakers, like when you we're watch up, when you right. watch game two and three of that Lakers game with the two that the Lakers won, yep. they were like toying around and having fun with them yep. and won those two games pretty easily until Anthony Davis went down yep. and then they steamrolled the Lakers. But they were like, we, we maybe not be better than them. The Clippers took them six without Kawhi Leonard there. Right. So like they're like, right. we need to win this game. Denver I don't think, was hurt as well. Denver so lost Jamal Murray. Murray. Yeah, so they were banged up. Now, I don't know if Jamal Murray gives them four straight think, games, no, but no, it I, get I, like I think it's, more it's more way more competitive than it would be. Right, right. But I'm like I, I do I do see that sense of urgency where I just think Milwaukee's like if it doesn't work out this year, yeah, they have the next East, year. We've talked about it at nauseum too. The East is so volatile where 
you know, I do think that we're like, we had a pretty good core. We could definitely like the Eastern conference semis is pretty much a lock for us year in and year out. As long as Giannis is here and healthy, right? Like that's kind of the, the, the the prevailing thought. Then you've got the, the 76ers ish type teams. You've got Brooklyn and then the Pistons in five years. I'm just going to say that. Um, But like, in yeah. reality, right? The East, you know, Boston, they're going to be down next yeah. year. They, Hawks, they, uh, Hawks will be there too. Yeah, the, probably, oh, that's but... true. The Knicks, maybe. I don't know. The, yeah. I feel like I, all, need... all the rumors I hear about the Knicks, they're going to out nick themselves and yeah. screw up the core of guys that they have to land a superstar and then ruin their whole team. But yeah. I digress. But anyway, your point being, though, right, is that Milwaukee's definitely going to have a better shot at, at striking distance to this position again, where Phoenix. This is it. Like I said, I don't even think Paul or uh, Chris Paul is going to be a Phoenix Sun yeah. next year. I think a bad team is going to overpay for him to see. Well, we've got a young star. We can yeah. rebuild. And I don't think it's yeah. going to work. But yeah, to say I think Phoenix still next year will be like the third or fourth best team in the West. Yeah. But like I said, going into this year, yeah. they were. I thought they were. I thought they were second in the West behind the Lakers. Yeah. But I think how the Clippers were able to play if they keep that together, yeah. I think the Clippers are also probably better. Yeah. So that's they're probably third, which means I do think that they could get to the semis, mm-hmm. but when you have to go up against one of the LA teams in the second round, that's yeah. like uh it's once again it just goes back to your it's almost like all right. And the Warriors are gonna be healthy, you forgot about that's, that. That's so that's, yeah, that's and, uh, you know what I mean? And I, I'm looking and I go, okay, there are teams that, you know, like the there could be a Phoenix Sun team like, team next year yeah. you know what yeah, I mean Dallas or Utah no, Utah is right there yeah. Dallas is right there if Dallas adds another piece yeah. they're going to be really solid mm-hmm. you know I don't necessarily agree with their coaching decisions but I, I digress but whatever um, see what happens you know alright let's shift focus here uh, let's talk money in the bank um, no. you know yeah, I know. It's it's it, we got to do it. You know, it, it's just one of those things. Um, hey, I'm not I'm not awfully. No, honest. it's gonna be okay. Yeah, uh, the, the crowds are gonna be big, so I'll be I'll be. Pumped yes, for it. it is gonna be a lot better. We saw at the AEW show this past week where you're like, oh, this is just this so, is so much nice. better. I thought NXT had a really nice show this week as well, so it was really nice for a week of wrestling. Where you're yeah, like, it was. These are these are two really 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 solid shows all the way through. But um, Money in the Bank for me is is a, I like this pay per view. I always enjoy Money in the Bank going into it because of the possibilities with the two ladder matches. Now last year, notwithstanding, due to the you know you got to call yeah. in the office or whatever, but like outside of that, there is some intrigue. Um, I do like I do like both of these matches honestly. The way they who they have in it, I think they've got a nice mixture of established talent and some people are like okay, like all right, and we got some we got some under risers here that maybe could make make something happen here. Um, and then I'm going to come on the show two weeks from now and be disappointed when they just do the same old crap again, and then I'm going to be pissed. But I'm full of optimism right now. Yeah. But let's go through um, – Yeah, I, this is my favorite um, – Like non-core four? Yeah, like gimmicky yeah. Yeah. show. Like I hate Hell in a Cell. I, I hate TLC. I, I used hate... to like TLC because I always feel like those cards were – like you look back at the old TLCs, like 7, 8, 9, you're yeah. like, those were pretty solid yeah, shows. But Taker, like... Batista – DX versus Jarrah show. Like, those were pretty good. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. But, like, I generally do yeah, not I, like I agree with you, though. these yeah. gimmicky ones yeah. or whatever. So, this yeah. is the only one I'm like, I can live with, mm-hmm. even though I'd just rather it be at, like, WrestleMania or something. Yeah. But I, I do miss the money. But, I do think the ladder match could be. I remember when they had Raw and SmackDown, so it made a little more sense. But now that it's just back to one again, it's like. Yeah, because they, the, the, they have the women's and men's. Yeah. So it's back to one. Yeah. And so I was like, like, you probably could have just did that way. But right, so we're, we're going to end with those, though. So yeah. we're going to start with actually the matches that we'll see between yep. two people. people. Yeah. Before our ladder <laughs> gets involved. Yeah, right. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rio Ripley. I feel like I say it 
every two what? weeks that we're Wait, talking about this. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Ripley for the Raw Women's Title? Never seen it. <laughs> Never seen it. Never seen it. No way. This is <laughs> they, awesome. Yeah, so they, awesome. They, they, <laughs> they haven't wrestled each other the last six pay-per-views in a row, I don't think. Or on um, Raw every week in a yeah. tag match. That never happens. Um, So this is the first one we'll talk about because it's the one I care about absolutely the least. I think actually um, Charlotte takes it. Yeah. And I think Charlotte – I do yeah. think Charlotte finally takes it, but yeah. – um, I just like, yeah, the, Rhea's okay. just like there, so uh, that's fine. I already know how this, you already know how this card is going to be laid out. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match is going to open the show. Yeah. Right? Because they always like to bookmark them at the end, right? And then you're going to see, you know, a world title match probably. And then you'll, you'll probably see get all the, the Raw. Yeah, you'll yeah, get and, the WWE title, yeah. women's match, yeah. Reigns will co main, and then the yeah. men's will main event. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Can you, can As you, there's only five matches, but yeah. if there's more, then it changes a little. Yeah. But. Uh, we have Bobby Lashley with uh, MVP taking on Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods. Uh, as a guy who did not watch Raw every week, that's like the most shocking thing I've ever seen because I did not expect yeah, that to happen. That, it, you know, Kofi gets an upset win over Bobby uh, in a tag. Yeah. They did the Hell in a Cell because USA was mad that, that they got Fox Mysterio Reign. So like, okay, okay, we're going to give you Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods in Hell in a Cell because yeah. that's the same in any realm ever. Um so, yeah, it's, you know, everyone's like, you know, I think Kofi should have had a longer run at the top. And I'm like, he had a six-month run. I yeah. mean, granted, was three of that with Dolph Ziggler and the other three with Randy Orton? Yeah. And was his run with Brock seven seconds long? Literally? Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it, you can only push so many guys in factions like yeah. this. Like, if they yeah. want to strap the rocket to Big E, you can't also be pushing Kofi. Doesn't yeah. You can't, you know what I mean? Like. The New Day is not the greatest faction of all time. I hate to break it to people, but yeah, this match will be over in about 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Bobby will take this one pretty easily, and it'll yeah. be a lot of fun. He's going to He's gonna put the whatever full Nelson hold that they Yeah, the Hurt Lock or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Hurt Lock. Yeah, there see, I know that. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got Roman Reigns versus Edge for the Universal title. This Ooh. would be a, a fun one. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, here's here's the problem I'm having with – Okay, listen. Yep. Okay. So I'm I'm totally cool with Reigns right now, and yep. this Edge match would be run. fun. Yep. If Cena comes back, that would be a great match. Here's the problem I have with the Cena one, and we're gonna okay. get to the Cena one now. We're gonna skip the Edge one for a second. <laughs> is like no, it's fine. I just came back from a broken freaking neck to come back and energy. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll have some fun with Edge in a second, but I just want to air my grievance with yeah, this because so Cena just signs on to be in a movie. Yeah. That starts filming in August. Yeah. So like it's probably gonna be the end of August. So he's probably gonna still be on the SummerSlam card, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, it'll be a fun match, but when like I hate, I guess we talk about it all the time. Yeah. I hate going in knowing that there's a zero percent chance, and this is like more than a zero yeah. percent chance that Cena can walk out with the title well, here, because he's filming a movie. Well, after. Let me, let like me, he can't let be me, there well, unless he's gonna Lesnar it and just leave for six well, months with the I title. Think what could happen though, and, and I'm gonna throw a little bit of a like a hypothetical at you, and it's not gonna be a good hypothetical, but let me just do it anyway. <laughs> okay. In a, in a realm where they think, okay, Cena goes over, okay? Yeah. Cena could win, and then they pop a big rating for the rematch that following Friday mm-hmm. versus Fox, and Roman beats him again. Yeah. They did it with – remember when Jericho won the U.S. title from Owens and then yeah. three days later no, that, Yeah, it? that was an accident. Like, that's what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> I feel like they'd be like, oh, we can just do that again, right? You yeah. get the rate. Oh, Cena's 17-time world champion. He beats Roman Reigns, the unstoppable Roman, and then – Roman just takes it right back from him yeah. now, but it, it to your point, it, the, it, the the marquee of it hurts because like if we've been talking about with the Kenny Omega stuff, which 
I am excited for this upcoming because they are really doing this right yeah. with the hangman thing. Yeah. I'm very excited. There's, we'll, we'll talk, there's a time uh, and a place for that. Yeah, I was just saying there's a 50 50 yeah. on that one. I'm yeah. very, and very for it. we're very excited for that. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But back to the topic at hand. Um, with this roaming character, right, it is hard because as much as you are invested in the character and his development as a, as a performer, it is hard because we know in these feuds there's a very, 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 very small, if 0% chance that he's losing the title. Um, I think Cena will get you there regardless. I think that that match in the ring, give him 20 minutes, I think could be a, a real classic of a contest. No, it will be, yeah. Um, so I think that it's going to be, but I, to your point, right? It does get dinged because you're like, all right, what are the real odds here that Cena is going to take this? Yeah. But I think he's. I think also though, it, it's also the right decision though at the same time to have him beat Cena. So it's like a weird like. No, it is. You know yeah. what I mean? It's hard to me to be like, like it's it's hard to go in and be like, I'm really excited for this match, but I also know the finish. But I'm also, but it's also the right decision. Well, no, here's <laughs> so no, and the yeah. only problem I have with yeah. it, hypothetically is yeah. if Cena, even if he signs on, it doesn't come out that he's in this movie or whatever, so no one knows. Right. There, there is the real possibility where I'm like, there's a 95 percent chance that Reigns wins this match, yeah. but there's that five percent chance that you right. brought up where Cena could win and then right. five days or lose even the it. Money in the Bank winner uses it the same night. Yeah, like, and Cena in. beats him, cashed in, Roman spins yeah. off and fights that guy. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. there's like that. But I just think there's like this literally a zero yeah. percent chance that Cena ever takes term. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't. That's yeah. why I get bothered by mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I guess I'm looking yeah, forward to even even the Kenny Omega ones. You can go. There's like a zero percent chance, but there's like a one percent chance yeah. that it could happen because like the guy's gonna be on the roster, so you could I do would, a quick I change would, yeah. thing. I would but like rather with those. The only problem I've ever had with the Kenny thing, just real quick here, is that like I like Jungle Boy a lot, right? Yeah. I think he's great, but like. That is not the guy that I think is, is – I think he's the wrong guy to have those matches with when it comes to with Kenny, right? Yeah. Like, I, if I'm Kenny – if I was if I was booking AEW, right, okay, having a guy like Christian losing to Kenny in a close match because Christian has been at the top. He's done it at the biggest of levels in both TNA and in WWE. So I feel like there's a little bit more oomph behind a false finish with, with Christian just because – it, it, you could play it off as theoretically they could go to Christian and they're not going to. But the point yeah. is that like he's been there. He's already a main event level star. Jungle Boy is not. Darby Allen's not yet. Yes. They're not. These guys have not reached a point where they are believable where I have as a long-term wrestling fan, not as somebody who's just like, oh, he's my favorite. Um, go in and think that he's actively going to take the title off of the guy who hasn't lost a match in five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's just my, that, you know, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay, so so we have Roman Reigns versus Edge. Now, I just came up with the most wild hypothetical theory that would make a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think, well, I think Roman's going to win. I do too. But, I because mean, I think they're going to spin off into Edge Seth, which is going to oh, tear sure. the house down. Yeah. But okay. continue. You can go with your hypothetical. See, my hypothetical, I just kind of thought a month. Of, they got a month in between. So I thought, you know what would be really fun was if you did. Um, so Edge wins. Now hear me out on this. I'm okay so far. So I Edge, like Edge, so works out. Edge wins. <laughs> Cena comes back, and you get Edge Cena oh, one more time. Oh boy! Now Don't Reigns. Even with me, now, Reigns. now listen. So then you're like, oh well, what's Reigns gonna do? You yeah. know what Reigns is gonna do? He's gonna enter in Money in the Bank because oh, Brock Lesnar yeah. does it every time yeah, anyway. Right. He goes up, wins it, and then challenges Bobby to get him on Raw. 
And now you got Bobby versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Reigns mm-hmm. beats Bobby. Yeah. So now and you got, got Drew back again. And then you got Drew. Yeah, so you get yeah. Reigns, Drew on Raw because yeah. now that's a way to get him over there. And now you have Edge, Cena, which now you it's more open. And Edge yeah. probably beats him because he's right. going to film a movie. But Edge can beat him. And now Edge can have a little run before. Right. I don't care who beats him. Oh, Seth man. Rollins beats him later down the month or whatever i would love to see Edge. fun hypothetical there i'm hey i'm all for it literally just thought of it like i get it as you were talking the match would suck because there'd have to be so much interference on the on the edge side to like screw reigns yeah because reigns is is unstoppable right now it's it's tough because i'm loving this feud between edge like edge right now is hitting on all cylinders for me just as much as roman is i know people are like i'm tired of the old guys but edge is timeless in my opinion so it's like it, it you just feel like there's like like legit like oomph behind yeah. their words right now, which is super duper nice in my opinion. But yeah, I think Roman takes this. I think yeah. it's gonna be a great match though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really so so long term, very much talking about this. Roman Reigns does win this match, but there yeah. are fun hypotheticals that come way, out. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I don't put it past them at yeah. times, right? I mean, anybody can lose the roll up at any time. Like it's just how it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, I can. It's just like anyone can break their leg in a fight in a big fight at any time. It can happen. I want to talk about that next week. I have a different thought on UFC as of late, and I, I want to pose it to our audience because right, I wrong. think it's funny. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Like I like the UFC. That's not that's yeah. not what I'm saying. So like it's 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 just right. it's an interesting comparison. All right, women's uh, money in the bank ladder match. Hold on, we got the women's SmackDown t- titles too. We got no. Bianca Belair versus Carmella. The one's not on here. It's, well, because <laughs> Bailey got her tore ACL. That's gonna be the match. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't Spoiler care. Spoiler alert: Bianca Belair wins. Okay. Next. Now we can go to. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna add that at the end. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything else that yeah. you want to talk no, about? But no. okay, we can yeah. add that. All right. Yeah. I don't care. Bianca wins. All yeah. right. Oscar versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross versus Liv Morgan versus Selena Vega versus two more to be determined, which I think might be like Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart from SmackDown or something, but yeah, well, I don't know. there's a chance or something. Shotzi debuted on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I saw Tony Storm was like hanging around or doing something. So yeah, there's, maybe there's, there's going to be like a couple of NXT people probably in there I'm cool debuting or something. No time. Um, so who wins? I'm going to take uh, Alexa Bliss because she's going to use her superpowers to like knock people over. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like this one's hard for me. I'm going to say Selena Vega just because she just got brought back. Okay. I don't really have any method behind the madness. Once again, um, I think whoever wins needs to go to Raw. Quite frankly, um, I don't think Bianca. Sh- I think you need to w- because the worst thing, the one thing that WWE always does that irritates me is Money in the Bank. It's like we get a really good match on paper and like it's a solid match in the ring, and then the person with the money back comes in and ruins it. Yeah, like it happens every time. Every time, and it drives me. I missed cash-ins on SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. I would much prefer that over doing it at a pay-per-view because yeah. it drives me nuts, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, yeah, I'm just going to say Zelina Vega just because I feel like she wouldn't have gotten brought back because she wasn't going to get a push. All right. I, I have Alexa Bliss because she's going to use her magic powers to, like, take the briefcase yeah. and run away. That's so. sure. Why not? <laughs> and then the men's one, we have uh, a, a great group of people yeah. as I'm looking at it. Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura and yes, Seth sir. Rollins, um, eight people in this match. I, I think so. so many people that I want to win so I think the people so when I first look at it, that I kind of like excommunicado from it. I take out Seth Rollins because I think he's going to take on Edge. Yeah. So I feel like there's no need to give it to him right now. 
in my opinion, I guess. He can always win it. And then he, well, he could and just you. hold it, but, like, I, I don't think he'll win it. I think yeah. he, he can, like, naturally get in there. Yeah. I think Kevin Owens, I wouldn't believe it if he tried to cash in on Reigns because Reigns beat the shit out of him four times in a row. Wow, so, yeah. He did a really So, like, he's going to – yeah, but if he, like, cashes in and takes it, I'm like, okay, so you're going to lose There's it. There's so many people I want to win this match. Oh. So, I'm kind of taking Owens out of it, and I'm taking uh, McIntyre out because – so he could biggest stars in the, in the yeah match. in the match I'm taking out yeah they're gonna they're gonna make a star in this one that's what I'm saying we keep um, saying that and yet it keeps being Brock so yeah. so I'm gonna give it to you know what my heart of heart don't do it says Big E but I'm oh, not gonna okay. pick Big E I thought you were gonna go I thought you were gonna say Ricochet or something <laughs> no I could never stop it no I think I I would love to give it to Nakamura so I'm gonna uh, give it to Nakamura that's who I am so I am. I am so conflicted because a lot, I like a lot of like Drew no. doesn't need it, so he he's just there for star power to have him on the pay per view, right? I don't think Ricochet's got a shot at no, it. No, I don't either. And, and it, honestly, I like Ricochet a lot, but he is so much more suited for Japan because he doesn't have to talk. He yeah. can't talk. He's yeah. just so like you look at his body, like oh, that's gonna be a badass dude, and then he talks. I'm like, not so much. It's just so hard for me to believe that he's ever upset or in like any sort of real feud it's just not just yeah. not there for me riddle i don't think gets it I, I, it doesn't really suit the whole rk bro thing that they're doing so yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense everybody else i feel like has a legitimate chance to win this in my mind or maybe it's just because i want them to in some capacity biggie they're thinking about strapping the rocket to him i still don't get it yeah but i guess i can see why in their mind okay kevin owens i feel like at any time they could just Give him a push and people go, okay, I'm yeah, good. Rollins, top three, four, five wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. Makes a ton of sense. He's a bad guy. He's coming back, yada, yada, yada. Nakamura, I just feel like they they tried it, and I feel like they killed it at the same time. Like when he won the Rumble, I thought there was really good momentum, and then they just killed him and had him lose to AJ 12 times in a row. So, like, I really feel like he could be an option Um well, you can't have four people. I know. So, that's what I'm saying. So like, it's hard one. for me to pick, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. tough. I, like I said, my head, like, sh- like I really don't want Fancy Big Bookie e. would be Big E. I know. But, like, I want Nakamura I to just win. Don't, I just don't see him as world champion. I just don't. And I like Morrison, too. I don't think Morrison's got a shot at it. But he's. I've always I, – I just honestly proven right from when I was, like, eight and he debuted on SmackDown. I went, that's a future world champion. Yeah. Um, he was ECW world champion. Uh, that's true. And like I said, Impact, AAA, Lucha Underground, everywhere else he's been world champion. Um, screw it. I'm going to say Kevin Owens, even though it's not going to happen. I'm just not going to pick Nick. I'm not gonna, it's going to be Big E, and I'm going to be bummed out about yeah. it. But it's fine. All right. Well, that's, that's – uh, I guess is there, any, is there any other matches that could be on here? Probably not. No. Do you think that – do you think that they have a world title match to end the show rather than a Money in the Bank like they do sometimes? I doubt it. Uh, Edge and Reigns is a big enough match where they could technically go, it's Edge and Reigns. My, my you know thing is mean? the only reason normally— Just to, for the, the cash-in aspect of it. That yeah. Like say nice well, stuff. no, that's the thing is they usually only do it when there's a cash-in to make sure that they have the bank. Right. Like, I think Rollins did it, and, like, there's a couple times on Money in the Bank where the main event was a world title match right. because they cashed in— mm-hmm. But then normally the Money in the Bank ends the show so that you know there's no yeah. cash in kind like of thing. One, yeah. Like the, the one that Lesnar won was yeah. the main event. The one that um, 
Last year's I think was the main event too. Yeah, but like, this one, but then there was a couple like when Kane cashed in on Rey Mysterio that was open, yep. and then the one that Rollins cashed in. I be- or no, not no, the one. Was, was no, Ambrose. the one that Ambrose cashed right. in the, was open the yeah, show. Roman to Rollins, Rollins yeah. to Ambrose. So like, I guess I guess it kind of depends on I, you could close with Roman and Edge, but I think you'll close with the men's match. Yeah. Because I, I don't think there'll be a cash in. Right. So. Right. I agree with you. Yeah, I just figured I'd ask. All right. Shift focus here a little bit here. Real quick, I want to talk about this NCAA thing because I do think it's a little bit interesting. Um, we get a report out now that basically NCAA athletes can get sponsorships and basically start going to start getting paid on the reg is basically at the end of it. Um, just real quick, Mike. Impact for you. Do you even care about this at all? Because I do think it's important at least to talk about. But, yeah. Um, impact on NCAA athletics do you think it's a good thing you think it's a bad thing if anything else can help us as the video game players because we're definitely going to get NCAA games now yeah I mean I generally like it does impact me Mm -hmm. to like to me individually I think it's a good thing for athletes I do think it helps college sports as a whole especially football and basketball not really everything else else. yeah but basketball and football, more or less, you're just yeah. going to – like, I think basketball is going to help the most because I think guys like Zion and stuff would have stayed an extra year or two mm-hmm. if they were getting paid a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. uh, at Duke or whatever. Or I think guys like Trevor Lawrence could have maybe stayed an extra year if you yeah. wanted to. Right. I think I think it gives guys chances where if you want to stay because you think you can get better and then get and higher draft, draft stock, stock right. you can sell your jerseys or use your likeness or right. whatever, Rather make a little that. bit of money – and then wait a year. Like if Trevor Lawrence was like, okay, this year, say there was another guy, like an Andrew Luck kind of guy that was coming out with him. It's right. like, I might not be the number one, but next year I'm 100% going to be the number one. I could stay this year, They're sell my right. jerseys, whatever, and then do yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then next year come out and be like the obvious number one guy. Or like Fields could have done it too. Or yeah, oh, no, for sure. No, I totally So agree. like I do – so I think that – it helps your individual college teams more yeah, because and it helps your brand and everything. So I think it's good for college and for I just guys. Think it helps some of these bigger but, stars stay right. Like yeah, the, you know, we talked about off air Isaiah Todd and those kind of guys that were committed to Michigan and now they're going to be second round picks. You're like, mm, great. Yeah, because you exactly. went to the G League. It's like, okay, question mark. You know. Um, where if you would have went to Michigan, you probably would have started and yeah. you know made a. But I think yeah, the guys like Franz Wagner and Dickinson and stuff for Michigan fans at least or whatever. Well, Dickinson's like, coming back. Dickinson's coming like, back, but I'm saying Wagner should not be going. But like I'm saying is if they're getting paid, they yeah, have no right, reason no to leave. Incentive to like, go until they're ready. Like I think Dickinson would would play all four or five years at Michigan right. if right. he was getting paid to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it just helps the teams and yeah, everything. Yeah, it helps build a little bit. And once again, you keep some of these stars. You have some of that star power mm-hmm. in the college level still. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, we'll yeah. still get Especially to with, these guys. It's going to be a lot of fun because with college football expanding, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have guys probably staying longer than they would normally because right. they're making Which money. Means less so that means less opt-outs. That means you yep. get more competitive games. Yep. And you get like guys like Trevor and I Lawrence. Think too, it helps years. the NFL, honestly, and the NBA because if these guys have another year of seasoning at yeah. the college level. You're like, okay, now this dude is really ready. Like, yeah. if Sam Howell goes out and goes ballistic next year, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, he hasn't really done anything before that, right? But now, okay, maybe he stays next year. Okay, now he's got two years of actual production. You're like, yeah. okay, now we're now, now we're, we're rolling some gas yeah. here a little bit. Now we can, you know, have some confidence of who we're taking. Yeah, blah, exactly. Blah, blah. 
Yeah. So I think it's I think it's good all the way around. I think it's about they they've been getting paid. If you're stupid to think they haven't already, it's just been on the down low. Yeah. Now, now, now can you just, can open. Now it. they can just advertise for it. You know what I mean? And that kind of thing. And yeah. they can sign an autograph without getting suspended for three years. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good it's a good uh, thing for everybody. All right. Um, real quick here before we get to Mike's um, quarterback rankings, we're about halfway through the show. I like to I like to backload this show today because I think we got some good stuff here. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago. Pistons with lottery. You know, we're both kind of in the same thought of take Kate Cunningham and let's go right. Like let's let's start yep. this up the right way. Ever since then, basically everybody and their mother's like, well, maybe it could be Jalen Green. Well, maybe they could trade the pick for blah 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 blah. Well, I heard this team's really interested in moving up. I go, I'm sure every team is interested in moving up. No duh, but um, but it begs the question. About Troy Weaver. We have not seen somebody like Troy Weaver come to Detroit in a long time where he basically went, this whole roster is garbage, and I'm going to tear it down as fast and efficiently as possible. And he did that to great success, in my opinion. Um, he fake tanked his way to the number one pick. Um, he signed one really big deal to a guy who's you know, who's you know, a pretty darn good player in, in Jeremy Grant. Drafted well, at least two out of the first three picks. And I think Saban Lee's a great find in the second round if you want to even already quit on Killian Hayes. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't take Cade Cunningham and he does yeah. anything else, whether he trades it, takes Jalen Green, blah, 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 Mobley, whoever you want to say, are you still, like, are you okay with that, number one? And B, do you feel like right now you have no reason to doubt Troy Weaver in his decision-making because – it seemingly feels like he's done everything right yeah. and has put the Pistons, the Pistons in a position to be a top-tier franchise again. Yeah. I think initially, I think you are um, – you, I'm okay with him doing like whatever he wants with the right. first pick. Right. If you like – if he just like comes out and goes, I just love Jalen Green. Right. Like I, just, think, I, I project think, him to be, him to be better player. than Cade. Right. Then, then that's fine. Then I will, I will trust you in that assessment. Mm-hmm. However, we talk about um, Brad Holmes for yep. the Lions yep. about in the next year or two, you're going to be picking your quarterback. Yep. I think you are going to be given a very short leash if you do pick Jalen Green because even though you've had you've done a great job with yep. the roster last year, Shadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Saban mm-hmm. Lee, and then if you like Killian, uh, Killian I, I'm Hayes, not ready to give up on you're, Killian you're, you're three yeah. for four at least probably right, right now yeah. could be four for four. Um, Yep. But I think that you're going to be given a short leash because everyone's like, you better take Cade. And right. if you don't take Cade, I'm going to be like, okay, I'll wait and see. But if Jalen right. Green turns out to be like dog crap, yeah. Dario Milicic in that one draft from like 2004 or whatever yeah. it was, um, and all these, and Cade is a star, is yeah. an all star. Well, Darko, all, everyone was like, you can't miss Darko. He's like the first guy. He's like, he's yeah. big, he can shoot. And everyone but, was like, okay, Joe Dumars went, I guess I'll take him. <laughs> but. Okay. But retrospectively, it's awful. Yeah, right. But if, it, if yeah. Cade turns out to be great, if even Mobley's like a great player, yeah. and Jalen Green's the one guy who's like, you're Whoa. not really a right. player or whatever, I think that's what you're going to get. He's a seventh man. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to get a very quick yeah. tenure of it mm-hmm. because when you have the number one pick, you got to – got to hit it. you got to hit it. This has to be a potential max contract type player. Yeah, exactly. So so that's that's why I'm okay with whatever he does, and I'll yeah. be – if he does – if draft night comes and Jalen Green is the name or yeah. whatever, I'll go, okay – or if I they, guess what if they trade it? Like, or if they like, trade yeah, down, yeah. get the third pick or something, and mm-hmm. then they take Jalen Green or, or Mobley. <laughs> or, I mean, it probably will right. be Jalen Green at that right. point too, even. 
But if they trade down, I'll be like, all right, I trust you. Right. But at the same time, it's like if, again, if the player that you select in the top five isn't very good yep. and Cade turns out to be great, yep. it's going to be a very short leash. Like if you if the lines go out and they're like, all right, the Howell's our quarterback and we right. love this kid. And all right. of a sudden, he's the one outlier that's yeah. not good. He's right. the Trubisky and you have three other quarterbacks that are stars. You're going to go, all right. Kick somehow, him out. Like you're, Ryan Pace still has a job. Yeah. They allowed him to tra- trade up and take another quarterback. <laughs> I, sorry. Off topic. Yeah. But no, you're but, right, though. Yeah, you're absolutely but right. I, so I'm like, I'm okay. So long story short, I'm okay with it, but it's also going to be in a very short leash. Well, if it's like, not you have to, you, he's got to have the balls to say, no, this is the best thing yeah. for the franchise, and it has to work, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, Kate has yeah. to work, too, quite frankly. Kate has to work, if, but for me, I go, like, if it's like, if you pick, like, a Zion, and Zion isn't good, everyone, you can't then retrospectively go, how, how why would you pick Zion? Because right. everyone said you should right. pick Zion. Yeah. Like, if you pick Cade, then it's... a little bit it's their job, though, to kind of parse that? I mean, obviously, there's hits and misses every year, right? Yeah. And Cade, I don't think, is at the level of a LeBron or an Anthony No, Davis he's not, like, a, a superstar. Yeah, right. But... You know, right so I guess I guess my thing is you could make the arguments like, listen, Jalen Green fits what we have better. We already have point guard and Killian Hayes. We got this, yeah. this, and this, or whatever. Um, but I think you're right to an extent. It has to work. At the end yeah. of the day, it has to work. But all right, so you're saying you'd be okay, and you'd be like, all right. But it would be a short he, leash. Clearly, he knows. Well, what's that leash then? Is it? it, it do you still have the same expectation as if they took Kate Cunningham? Yes, that's exactly. So like you so, have two years to make playoffs. Yes, that okay. that's that's what the leash is. Okay, and all it's right. like if you're if you're still only twenty five wins in two years, I'm gonna go. And then Kate all of a sudden is this all star mm-hmm. type player or whatever Rockets. for Houston yeah. Rockets, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah, you totally messed up on this, and yeah. I don't trust you anymore. Yeah, you're like you're gonna lose the trust mm-hmm. if. Now, You're not. Now, let's, let's, now, here's the thing. If they pick him and now they're the seventh seed or the right. sixth seed, I'm going to go, all right, like, either right, way. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, did good, go. so yeah. that's fine. All right, let's expand upon this a little bit, though, right? We have four general managers right now, and they're all kind of in unique positions. Um, you know, I think right now Troy Weaver probably has the most carte blanche. Maybe Eiserman at this point. But let me ask you this. When it comes to your Detroit Red Wings – Got six pick, right? So that we can't we can't buy a top five pick. It feels like if you're the Wings right now. Um, we just seen Tampa win another Stanley Cup. It's it's a team constructed basically by Steve Eiserman, right? Where are you at with him and in this rebuild? Does he still have carte blanche in your opinion? We're like right now, we're still too early in this process to be like, all right, clock's ticking. Yeah. Because I know he makes a lot of moves and he does a lot of things and they're still not a very good hockey team. Um, I think the draft would be beneficial to fall their way a little bit just every once in a while, for God's yeah. sakes. But I digress. Um, they have a lot of picks stockpiled right now. Are you still very much like, I'm still, we're still moving along. I have complete faith that yeah. we're going to get it right. I think I think the Lightning winning the title this year and winning helps, back-to-back helps, helps a lot. lot. Yeah, because you with go, that. that's going to be us, you're, Yeah, because you can look at it and go, and go, yeah, it took, what, four years for, that, yeah. for the rebuild for the Lightning, and now they won two straight. Like, mm-hmm. I think with all the picks that they have coming up, uh, I think we talked about it, they were like 25 yeah, in the next two years in the top or whatever. Yeah. Like there, were, there was like a big number they there. Got like 12 in the first two rounds or something stupid. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that's I, I give it a couple years because I'm like, some of those guys have to hit, and I trust Eisenman enough right now after seeing what the Lightning are doing to yeah. trust that he can do it here. Right. But I, hockey is hard for me because I'm like, I don't know how long of a window I would give it. I would probably say 
after all the like all the picks are used up yeah. to like what two years I probably or got, so. I think he's got he's three yeah he's probably years, got yeah three, three years, more three years four years ish to, to really be like all right we got to see some like drastic. I mean, yeah. we're the worst team in the league. Yeah. So you got to be compete once again. Yeah. You have to be competing for the play. Like if we can get back to the point where we're competitive, we don't even be the best team in the league necessarily right this second. No. But like. It needs just to be, be a point where, like, okay. Just be a, a low-seeded team. And they're going to be – the salary cap is going to help them. They have a lot of stuff coming off the books yeah. um, right now. They're going to have a lot of cap space in the next couple of years. I don't think they're going to spend much of it. But nonetheless, I do think that they have an opportunity to really kind of go, okay, we're going to have some of these more young guys playing, and then they're going to pick and choose. All right, next guy, Al Vila. <laughs> we're year five, six into this rebuild. Now, I will say this. When they started out like 9-24 and 24 and we came out and I was furious. I was like, what the hell is happening? They do have like the 8th best record since then in baseball. Yeah. You know, they're like 37-48 and 48 or no, something. They're, yeah, they're actually like 40-48. and 48. Yeah, there you go. They, right. they went on low winning. Streak, yeah, so, um, right. So they're close. They're flirting with that 500 spot, right? They look more competent. You're finally starting to see, and I talked about this last week, some of the fruits of the labor from the pitching side, right? Scuba looks okay. Mai's looking better. Matt Manning is finally up on the roster. He's pitching pretty well. You have some decent arms in the bullpen. Not great, but it's getting there, yeah. right? Um, where are you at with Alvila and his leash? Because they're not a playoff team. They're no. not. They don't have any offensive weaponry at all no. on this on this baseball team right now. A, I have two questions, I guess. Number one, why the hell is Riley Green and Torkelson not playing? Yeah. And number two, how much longer do you give Avila? Like, is it a year? Because yeah. now Hinch is here. Like, okay, year two in the Hinch thing. We need to be competing. Like, yeah. what is the what is the level for you where he keeps his job past twenty twenty two? Because I don't think he gets fired this year. No, but I think next year. I I don't. I, think he could. I really don't think there's a lot he could do unless Togelson and Riley Green come up and they're like great players. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, I guess you hit on those guys, and now you have something brewing. Right. But like, this have I, no offense right there. Now. Yeah, there's nothing. there's nothing. So I'm like, I don't. I don't think he should be here much longer. I think yeah. he should leave, pull someone else in to try to start mm-hmm. growing this thing a little bit because he's the draft. Yeah, there's some, there's gotta be some some kind of change. Yeah. It's not really working. The development it's, clue is not getting. Yeah, it's fast it's like working, but not really working. It's been going yeah. on for a long time now. So I think he needs to leave. I don't think there's a lot unless this team has a drastic mm-hmm. like. Like if they Second go on half, they just go. Yeah, crazy. if they if they win like sixteen straight games, you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. But like, it's gonna take something massive for me to go. Like, if next year they're all of a sudden like a ninety-win baseball team, I'll go. All right, I got, I guess. Yeah, right. We're, on, like, we're on the board. We're on the right, right path, but yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I, I don't, I like, I'm kind of. I just, it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. He's the one. I'm like a hundred percent. Yeah, like, I don't I'm think he's on. gonna last very much longer unless there is that drastic turn. But two, it's like you know, at the same time. They're not spending any money right now either, which is interesting to me. And I know they still have. I know they're trying to kind of clean up some stuff, but man, at some point you got to start getting some talent here to kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's nice to rely upon all these young guys, but I don't think it's fair to Hinch or Avila, quite frankly, if you're not opening up the purse strings a little bit. Like Jonathan Scope is fine, but he's not some of these other dudes that you could be signing right now. I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's just, yeah. I digress. All right, last one I want to talk about, Brad Holmes, before we get to your quarterback rankings here. Um, you know, how long has he been on the job? Six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Executes the biggest trade probably in Lions history, yeah. if I'm being honest with ourselves, oh, right? right. Uh, you've got picks for the next couple of years. 
you've revamped this roster quite a bit when mm-hmm. you really look at it from a football aspect of it, from key positions, wide receiving group, completely different. Uh, your quarterback room, completely different. Offensive line is potentially going to be the best in football. Um, you know, where are you at with him? We talked a little bit off air about the quarterback thing. Is yeah. that really it for you? Is that if he hits the quarterback, okay, he's probably going to be our GM for the next eight years. If yeah. he's not, if he misses on the quarterback and he doesn't, that kid doesn't get that second contract, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, like, is that is that it for him? Yeah, I, I do think. Um, I think it all relies on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, everything else, like this year, like everyone's like, oh, what a great draft. I'm like, he didn't really move like he did like look and like like Panesuo, great player yeah, built foundation. yeah he built like built the foundation but there was but he didn't draft. like go up to three and get the star nope. quarterback nope. guy he didn't like nope. move around he just sat where he was it took yep. the best guy there which i'm like that's great but i'm like you didn't really like you didn't like troy weaver it and just start moving around the yeah. board and and going out and getting now, guys in, in his and defense, stuff he had no ammunition at all to go no he didn't game. but i'm just saying like <laughs> like he but yeah. he like he, he right, didn't right, do right, anything right, right, right. so like like if we were, I could have been the GM. Had Panay fall to seven, and go. That's Panay the guy Sewell, I'm gonna pick. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not like rocket science. Yeah, Panay yeah. is gonna be picked yeah. there. So, um, yeah, I I think he's doing fine. I think the next year or two, he's gonna start building the team, which I think will be fine. I think he's got some wiggle room too because this team is gonna be bad. Yeah, and I think yeah. golf's gonna be fine for where he's at. I think the real key is gonna be okay. You're drafting your quarterback. You have to get the quarterback right. Do you think there's any circumstance where they don't take one next year? Or in the next, I'm gonna say the next two years because I I think theoretically, if every everybody says it every year, those quarterback outside of this year because I was like Trevor Lawrence is coming out so clearly, but yeah. like in years past, oh, this quarterback class isn't very hot, and then by the end of time we get to the draft, oh Sam Howell is the next. Yeah. Whatever, well, because you always have you one know. breakout guy. Spencer but... Rattler is the next Jesus. Whatever you want to say, yeah. but like, um, if they don't t- say, let's just say because right, they have two first round picks this year, two first round picks next the following year. Um, and Goff is playing better than being the fifteenth best quarterback in football. Let's just say, yeah. like year to year, he's not the he's not the best, not top five, not even top ten. He's in eleven to fifteen range. Yeah, but he's not the worst. Do you think that they even take a quarterback, or they just ride with Goff because Goff's on a four year deal? Yeah, so. that's what I mean. I mean, the only way they don't take a quarterback yeah. is if Goff is just. Balling. Right. And I don't think he's going to be. And I don't think he's going to be balling. I yeah. think he'll be fine. So that's why I'm like, that's so why do I think. Do you think they take quarterback this year or next, like this upcoming draft with the Howells and the Rattlers? Or do you think that they go the next year? Because I'm, I don't, I'm going to sound like a homer here for a second here, but I'm kind of starting to feel like that this team is not going, this team's not going to be good. Let me, let me put that in, right. Yeah. But I don't think five, six wins is bad enough to get you your guy. I, I think it will. You think so? Yeah. I think because, like, I look at Houston. Houston's a dumpster fire. Well, Houston's going to be the worst. Well, some, but, like, so they take a quarterback. Like, once – here's my thing is that, like, are we okay? And I guess that comes down to what we're talking about with Brad Holmes. It's like, do we have enough confidence to be like, okay, they can take the third, maybe the second or third that's, quarterback off the board, yeah. and that's your guy. Yeah. You know well, I mean? here's the problem with that scenario, though, is – I think the worst you'll ever get is this upcoming draft. Yeah. Like you're only going to yeah. relatively get true. better. Right, right, and yeah. so if say you get a pick four this year, right? right? So the jets are going to be below you, maybe yeah. Texans and name another team, whatever. Right, right. And then you're four, right? right? Are you really going to tell me that the year after you're going to get yeah. in the top two? Yeah, I don't true. think so. Yeah, I think right. you're going to be picking seven, eight. And at that point you might be picking yeah. the third or fourth best quarterback. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, I think right, yeah. if you're going to pick a quarterback, I think it has to be this upcoming year yeah. because I guess that's like, 
alliance talk too is you want you're hoping to get way better and so you're hoping to be picking in the 15s in two years and you're not gonna pick your quarterback at 15 you're gonna be picking and no offense i really want the rams to be bad but that rams pick for the next two years you're not not getting a top five pick. you're gonna be picking in the 20s there either exactly yeah they're gonna be playoff unless Stafford dies unless Stafford dies you're gonna be picking probably in the 20s so i think your best chance at picking a top two quarterback is this upcoming year and i think it just gives you like golf has Two seasons and then the potential out. Yeah. So I think you draft him next year. He sits for a whole year for behind Goff and right. then can play that second yeah. up to fifth year before and you have to revamp. It's just good enough to flip him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I think that's like the ideal strategy yeah. there, which is why I wouldn't wait past next year. Yeah. Okay. Just an interesting thought here. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm very high on Brad Holmes. I'm very yeah. high on this coaching staff for Dan Campbell. I know it's not going to look pretty this year, but I'm still. I'm very. I know you're not. I know you can't. I know you don't get it. But like, I don't. I'm very much all in. Not because of Dan Campbell. I'm in on the coaching staff. Yeah. I like Anthony Lynn. I like Deuce Staley. I yeah. like you know some of these guys. Like, there's a high possibility, in my opinion, that the Lions somehow win six or seven games this year, which ain't happening. But I'm saying if it does, I guarantee you, at least probably two of our coaches get poached to be head coaches. I mean, yeah. Deuce Staley could be gone, and I think our uh, Aaron Glenn could be gone. Yeah. I think the good thing is, I think Jeremy Lin showed that in the Chargers that he's not good enough to be a head coach. That's fine. That's fine. Call, call, call my plays. Fine. Yeah, that's what Sold. I mean. <laughs> like, I think, I think he, Lin, you're fine. Go yeah, for he it. got yeah. benefited because he was so bad in the Chargers yeah. as a head coach that I don't think that anyone will want him as a head coach. So I think he's going to be our offensive coordinator for like six shocked. years. If the Lions all of a sudden have DeAndre Swift as a 1,000, 1,500-yard rusher or something like that, we have a top eight yeah. run game, I, I watched, you're going to go – Wow. I watched every Chargers game last year, and his clock management is maybe the worst I've ever seen. So he's not getting another job. Really? Worst you've ever seen? It's bad. Yeah, I know. It is they, they blew like nine leads yeah. last year. That doesn't shock me. Of like 17 plus points. Nine of them. Tell Herbert to be better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's, speaking of quarterbacks, let's shift here. Well, I promised oh, man, last I wish, week. I wish we were doing We NFC were going to do. These quarterback rankings. I'm going to let Mike set the stage. We're only doing NFC because of time. We're already 48 minutes into this yeah, show. This so, Mike, a long time. set the stage and then also kind of explain how we're – because we've done quarterback rankings in the past. Yeah. You, you're the best in the biz yeah. when it comes I don't, to really I don't want to be self-centered in. today, though. Well, no, no. But, like, I'm saying, like, like you, you do a nice job of really diving into each team and looking at what they have, what they bring to the table, and you provide an honest and un – you know, there's no bias really outside of probably three guys: Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Outside yes. of those three guys, you're pretty fair. <laughs> so it's me with Matthew Stafford, right? Like I'm, it's already he's already gonna be four spots higher than everyone else has got him just because he's my boy. Yes. But what what is this? Explain the game, I guess. Okay, how yeah. we got it? Yeah. So so we're gonna be playing a game here. Um, <laughs> I was watching. See, I'm a big reality TV fan. This is gonna go really off topic Shocker. now. So uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they and they did this interesting ranking video, and I was like, oh, this would be fun. And it also gets Rob involved because Rob just <laughs> lives here and listens to me talk for like 20 minutes. So I can actually I involve Rob. So, <laughs> so basically how this game goes is we're going to do all the NFC quarterbacks. Okay. So I have a list of all the NFC quarterbacks here, yep. and we're gonna be, I'm going to be trading my phone to Rob so he knows what the list looks like. Okay. Uh, we're going 1 through 16. Um and basically what we're going to do is I have a random number generator, and I'm going to click it. And so say hypothetically the first number is eight. Yep. Uh, we're gonna route, we're, so we're going to try to figure out who the eighth best quarterback is. And we're not going to go one through seven first. Nope. We're just going to go, we're plotting eight in. Is, yep. and, right. Or if it's 12, we're going to plot 12 in. And we're going to yeah. go a little bit out of order. Right. And at you the very end, we're, yeah, and you might screw yourself because at, say at like 
five, you right. put Steph or something. Now you're going to go, oh, now we got to find four people that are better than him. Right. And that's yeah. where the fun debate's going to come in. It's, yeah. okay, who do okay. you have one spot better than him? Yeah. Maybe who's below Dak Prescott that maybe shouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Or I think there's right. some names in here that are going to be very so if, interesting. If you guys are listening right now, get a pen and paper, right? Write one through 16, right? Um, and then, you know, mark it down who yeah. you think will be. Well, I'm gonna, remember, who do you have at that spot? Yeah, we're, we're going to, I'm going to try every like four picks to kind of, I'm going to try to update you on who's kind of left, who's above, below, yep. where we're going to be picking or yep. whatever. Totally. And then at the very end, we're going to go through 1 through 16, yep. and we're probably going to laugh about how weird this looks. Yep. It's but gonna be weird. we're going to have some fun. So, Rob, we're going to have you go first. Okay. NFC quarterbacks, your number is 2. Ooh. So who is the second-best quarterback in the NFC? Uh, the second-best quarterback in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I don't – I think – you know, um, not to talk about any of the other quarterbacks on this list, but like, one, you know, people could say, he's the, you know, he's probably the best. That's fine if you want to make that argument. But at some point, Rodgers has to show me that he can come from behind and do it when things aren't going 100% his way. And I haven't seen that in Aaron Rodgers in a long time. Aaron Rodgers is the reigning league MVP. Think about this. And yet, when it comes down to he's down by seven, by one point. So theoretically, three or seven, right? Yeah. He's down by more than anything going into the fourth quarter. He's got like three wins. Like it, it is not good. Yeah. Now, granted, that also means that he dominates usually in the first three quarters, and they're not yeah. and they're not drilling in the fourth. But my point is, is that in that Tampa game, right now, Lafleur happened and <laughs> yeah. defensive play lot, calling was rough. However, he did not help himself. So. It is hard for me to put him above the guy from Tampa right now because he hasn't shown me at this point that he can overcome some of these things that number 12 has done. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's that's my differentiator right now. Okay. And also, I don't know, six, seven rings to one? Yeah, it could help a little bit. A little bit. Just saying. All right. So you have yeah. Aaron Rodgers at number, number two. two. I got a, That was a pretty easy one. I got Yeah, I was going to say. Like, if you were to give me like nine, I go, ah, oh, damn. Yeah, I was like, here's the list. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we have Aaron Rodgers, the second best quarterback in the Ooh, NFC. Lord. My number is. See, I'm gonna get like yeah, eight. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, great. I'm like, yeah, there you go. You got eight. <laughs> so I have I have number eight. Okay. So to also, look, just real quick, while Mike is thinking about this, um, for teams like New Orleans, San Francisco, Chicago, um, we're gonna go with the presumed starters for this list, but we're, we're gonna put an asterisk next to these teams. Just in case, like, so Jimmy G, we're going to be ranking. Trey Lance, maybe we're not going to put in the official just because they're all, they haven't played a snap yet and they're not the resume starters. Andy Dalton is going to be the starter for Chicago. Um, we're at, we have Jameis Winston as the starter for New Orleans. We're going to talk Taysom Hill too, but they're both going to be probably near the bottom, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. anyway. So I don't know if it's going to have that big of a difference. So okay. Just kind of prefacing so, this a little bit. So number eight. Yep. See, this, this is, is where tough, this is man. where it's going to get tough. This is the second one. Yeah, like, it's the second one like... we're in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Uh, this might be a little low, okay. and I think I'm going to regret it later. You put Dak. No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go Matt Ryan. And the reason I put Matt Ryan is I'm kind of looking. I'm like I think he I can. He's had a rough 
three years. Yeah. Ever since his MVP year, he has been rough. And I don't know. I guess we're going to find out in like six picks if this is too high or too low. Yeah. I think this is where I would normally put him because yeah. I can definitely – I can give you like four or five that I definitely would have above him. Yeah, and everyone thinking, else – I'm, thinking I'm like thinking through. Him. I'm like there's a lot of guys I could have below him. Yeah. But then there's like a couple people I'm like I don't right. know if I can I right. can say he's so better or worse. Yeah, so I'm going to – yeah. Okay, so but, Matt Ryan so I have met eight. I have met Ryan number eight – um, there's not a lot to say right now until we kind of get around, like, yeah. Who, yeah. who's around where or whatever. But yeah. um, I have – I got to fix my list here. But Matt Ryan is number eight. Um, and then we'll get Rob his number oh, so I can fix my geez. list here. Rob, your number will be 16. Wow, you're just getting ends and ends here. So yes. who do you think is oh, the absolute okay. worst quarterback? Can I see the list real fast just so I have – like I have an idea, but I just want to make sure here. There's your um, list. Okay. So yeah, I got Boy, this is, yeah, this is yeah, Rob Rob got the far end. See the the top end is the easy part. It's, yeah. There's like an easy top the, well, four or five yeah, that you can the negotiate. Hard for but then yeah, the bottom because I think there's like two or three that you can I argue the bottom. At least you can get like fourteen, yeah, so you have to I'm like I'm gonna say as of right now, okay. what I've seen all the way through, I think the the worst one. I'm actually gonna say is I'm torn between two. <sighs> dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! All right, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do this, and some people may not like this, and that's fine. I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts is 16. Oh, okay, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback. Here's why. I'm gonna. I, there's a couple of the guys, and as we go through this, I'll, I'll kind of bring them up as we go. But here's why. I don't think he's a very good thrower of a football. He's athletic as hell, and that's fine. But unlike Kyler, who has shown the propensity to be able to throw a good ball and make a good read, I didn't see that out of Jalen Hurts at all. Now, the other person in that division was the other one I was thinking about taking from New York. But I think, A, he is set up for success, so he's, he's going to look better this year. Mm-hmm. And, two... I think that he can throw a football. Now, his decision-making is hot garbage, and he's not athletic, but like Jalen Hurts, to me, is is not a very good – I've never seen him throw the football well at any level. Yeah. So that's why I'm putting him there. And now okay. he can go out and he, he runs. Ball out. Get ready, yeah. balls out, makes me look like an idiot. But right now, I think there's a, there's a couple guys in that cluster, Yeah. but I've seen flashes of others, and I haven't seen that out of him. All right, that's fair. So Jalen Hurts, I do think it helps because he's only played like five four, games, yeah, and four had, games. And he did look great. And he he mean, had one really good game, yeah, I think, against New Orleans, and the rest were rough. Yeah, so exactly. I think that does help a lot. Yeah. Where at least you've seen Daniel Jones, or I think yeah. that's or Jimmy Garoppolo, that guys was, like yeah, those being the, like yeah, successful. I, I don't think yeah, Jalen Hurts exactly. is there. So yeah. I, I would, I, I would relatively. Jimmy G is the worst because he has had success, yeah. and he is he is not the worst quarterback in the NFC. There are games where he can go 18 for 22, throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. That's a good day. Yep. All right, that's funny. So I just got 15. So okay. I'm picking All right. slightly right. above where okay. Rob is. Yep. So at 15, uh, right above Jalen Hurts, I will put. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna be the starter for Washington yep. Week One. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I might I would probably put Tyler Hineke at 15. Yeah, I, if, I I ignored the backup situation yeah. and that stuff. I went strictly. Who yeah, but who I think is gonna be the starter. starter? Yeah, yeah. so. Day one starter, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to put Daniel Jones That's at 15. At. Those are the two I was deciding between. I don't think Daniel Jones is long for this world in New York either. However, they've given him every opportunity to this yeah. year. 
uh, Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Darius Slayton, uh, Evan Ingram, uh, and Barkley all on the yeah. same team, you sh- you better have a good offense. And if you don't, it's going to be Daniel Jones's fault. Yeah. So Gettleman will get fired. Daniel Jones will get released, and you're going to be picking another quarterback. But um, yeah, that that those are the two. I once again. That, that was my bottom yeah. for the most part, unless yeah. you add Tyler Henneke yeah. to preference. But right, right, I w- yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. So Rob, your number oh, will be. Nine. So you will be picking who is directly behind Matt Ryan. Okay. Good lord. So Rob has taken the list. I'm gonna try to predict where he's gonna go, but I I think there's there's like so many guys that I think could be in that realm. I wonder if you'll go controversial and go like Dak Prescott or something no, and just make I, us all as laugh. As much as I want to just shred him <laughs> a new one, I can't. That's not that's not fair. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. This is rough. <laughs> this these are the middle ones are tough. Yeah, I have a solid top. Yeah, four. I have. Yeah, I was gonna say I have a top four and like a bottom four, and everything in the middle. I think it's like energy because I could. You could argue guys like like uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. Sam Darnold. Like I think all these guys in their situations, I think, are very fair and arguable. I am going to say that number nine. God, God, do I? Who do I think is? better that's the thing like who yeah. do i think is like better out of the group of people in your head that's like from nine to 15 or whatever yeah um i am going to say son of a this is really freaking difficult son isn't it a, yeah you didn't think it was gonna be that hard until you start doing it dude what do you do um because you also have to save people for later too so yeah, you're like, like all I'm right trying to go like down the list okay yeah I have my top four. Maybe five. I have my five. I'm going to say five, and that's being nice to somebody. Um, <laughs> we're being nice to Stafford here is what we're doing. <laughs> no, that's not even that. That's the sad part. Jeez. All right. This is – I don't like this necessarily, but nope. – And we're going to regret it later, but it's fine. I'm going to say Sam Darnold. Okay. Sam and, Darnold and goes in thing. number nine. Some people are probably going to have him a lot lower. I see arm talent with Sam Darnold. Um the decision making has not been there, but I also don't think that the Jets have given him anything really to work with. Yeah, I do think he's a middle tier guy, um, and I think he's better than some of these other quarterbacks on arm talent alone. Like I was, I was totally in favor of the Lions trying to get Sam Darnold if they, if that, if uh, Carolina was calling, right? Yeah, I was totally, or if the Jets were calling and wanted that, I was totally in favor of that if the, if that was a position they wanted to take because I think he's, I think he, I think he's a, you know. He's a gunslinger type guy. I like the way he plays. I just think he's been in the worst position possible to yeah. succeed. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. I, um, I think he's better than I, Baker. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I would put if I would have put Sam at nine. I know, it's hard. I think I there's, know, I think I could. I, I, I think some, it would. I think I have longer resumes where I go. There are games where like, I think that they're really yeah. good and other games where I'm like, wow, you're really terrible. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why I went, he's in the middle. Yeah, he's in the uh, middle. It's a lot of bad, but it's on a really oh, bad team. Oh, God. All right, geez, so, you picked, so bad. you picked at nine. So I will be picking number 11. Oh, so geez. I'm going to be. A couple slots lower than Sam Darnold. So now it's kind of like, all right, who do I think is in? Like, I got to find an in-between guy I know. and then plot him in there. There are some guys, too, I can't predict because I know they're going to have a bad year, but I don't think they're necessarily the worst quarterback in the world. Um, yeah. If I put him. I know. Actually, this might not be as hard as I thought. Okay. I think I'm going to put 
can I find four guys that are worse than this guy before yeah. I yeah. saw them? Right. 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 <laughs> can right. I make right. the argument at can least? Can I just get like number three or four? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the ones that we're waiting for. Uh, if I put – once I say the name, it's official, so I don't yep. want to yep. yep. say I it before I'm like, and then go, oh, that was dumb. I'm already regretting the Sam Darnold. I think he should be lower, but I don't. Really I think he should have too. But... but there's other ones, though, that I'm like, I don't like them. See, I think I think, I think I would have put Sam Darnold strictly at 11, yeah. which is why I'm like conflicted. I'm like, now I got to find, because I have to argue that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put. I can find arguments for others, but like it's, it's on a per-game basis is the problem with these guys. That's why. I'm gonna go. Kirk Cousins at eleven. That's that. See, that's kind of where I was at. Like Kirk Cousins, there will be a game where he throws four touchdowns and he looks awesome. Yeah. And then there's gonna be six games this year where they throw for 110 yards of offense. Yeah. Uh, my problem was there was like a no, yeah. there were like two guys I was like. Ah, there's a really, lot of them for me. There's like, there's, there's a lot in the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's honestly Jared Goff. I was that's like, I don't I'm know saying, where I'm putting him. So. I, 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 yes. I'm looking at upside and on their best day, what do I get? Yeah. Right. Like, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, and I think it's, uh, I think Sam Darnold is a guy who can win you a football game. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins at times has shown that he is not that guy. I'm yeah. Just, I'm so, sorry. Uh, yeah. So I got Kirk Cousins 11. I think he's like lower half of the NFC, but I still think he's serviceable yeah. with a really good team. Like the Vikings have a really good team and he yeah. can ball with a really good yeah, team, sure. but I don't think he could elevate. It does say a something the fact that they had a good run with, um, numb nuts there. Case Keenum, but yeah. you can't get him over the hump. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. All right. So that was number 11. Rob, you will be picking number 14. So you're picking one above Daniel Jones here. Okay. You're going to be picking. So Kirk Cousins at 11. We have 12, 13 open, 14 open. Daniel Jones is 15. Jameis. Jameis Winston? Jameis. All right. Jameis Winston, this for me. Uh, how would Taysom Hill fit in for you? I think Taysom is probably the worst quarterback in the, in the it, conference, in my okay. opinion. I don't think Taysom Hill's a quarterback. Okay, it's like, like Nothing against Taysom, but like there's so much gadgetry that you have to run with him under center that he's not a, he's not a passer. We've seen it. Yep. Even the games that they won with him. Okay, you play a bad Atlanta team. Some of these teams, I'm like, okay, Kel- Kamara's going to have 18 catches because you throw the ball four yards down the field. That's not quarterbacking to yeah. me, in my opinion. So, Jameis' decision-making is terrible. Um, I mean, I've never seen a guy throw that many touchdowns and that many interceptions unless it's in Madden. Um, I do think he's going to be better under Sean Payton because he's going to have better weapons. He's going to have a run game. But until I see it, I don't. Jameis Winston is not a guy I've ever seen who's going to take a team on his back and go win me a football game. It's yeah. not. It's not a thing for me. All right. I actually really love that pick because yeah. now I'm kind of filling out the rest of my board. And yeah. I feel like I have an idea of at least where I'm going to put people. Yeah. There's a um, couple that are right there where I could kind of go lower. Like there's a like, keep going. Like, yeah. I don't want to. So we'll it. yeah we'll yeah. get there. But all right. So you pick 14. Yep. Um, I will be picking. All right. We did nine already. We did 16. See, so this is the part where number one. Oh, Ooh, oh. so I got. How hard this one be? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this one I think is. This is the AFC, so we can't put Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert. Yeah, I know. I can't, I, can't, I can't try to skew the ratings here. Um, I mean, because you put Rodgers S2, yeah. I think there's only one clear person that could be number one, and that is this reigning Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady. I, I do think, though, that if you put Aaron Rodgers at one, 
I do think that you could probably make arguments of two and three based on, like, arm talent and stuff. But off of, like, overall accomplishments, and you have to pick someone who's better than Rodgers, which is really hard to do for me. And honestly, for me, Brady, I think it's the intangible side of it. Brady knows how to win football games. Yeah. It's just – it's just – Brady has never been that guy outside of those two years with Moss where it's like, oh, he just threw for 50 touchdowns. Yeah. He's never been that guy. But is he throwing 30 – and is he going to the AFC Championship game every year? Yep, yeah. sure yeah, relatively. is. Yeah, he, yeah, I know. He, if he doesn't you, lose you the football game. Yeah. See, my thing is, if Rodgers was one, I'm like, all right, you can make the argument at this moment yeah. that a guy like Stafford Wilson are better arm talent at Absolutely. quarterbacking right Absolutely. now. But because yep. you put Rodgers at two, and the smarts I'm like, and the and everything that he does, yeah. he makes everybody. Better. better. There's yeah. nothing about Brady right now. Like you can say the arm talent all you want, but everyone doubted him in nine weeks into the year, and they go on a big run, and they go on the road every game, and then they beat the unstoppable Kansas City Chiefs to win a ring. Yeah. This is yeah. All right. Damn. So I'm gonna I'm changing the parameters every okay. time. So now we're gonna go one, so I don't have to click yeah, 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 55 yeah. times. Right. So you will be picking. Oh God. Hold on. Something high. One two three. You will be picking number twelve. So you're gonna pick okay. right under Kirk Cousins. Okay. So who do you think is just directly under Kirk Cousins in the NFC? Man, if we added all, of, you know how hard it'd be if we did all 32. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like, all right, so who are we gonna put where? Okay, I have three that I would put like in like that 12, 13, 14. I think spot. I think I, I have the same. Actually, no, because like because there's like ten, the, so the I'm one, like I, the one I don't know. There's one I don't know, and that's the one that's hard for me. Yeah, I put Darnold too high. Is what I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> now I you're did. see. Now we're realizing that Darnold's a little too I high. Did. So did. now we have to argue why Darnold's better than some so of I these got guys. Twelve, you said. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. You're right under Kirk Cousins. I'm going to put Goff at 12. At 12. Okay. I'm going to put Goff there. Jared Goff, Lions, new quarterback, will be number 12. Um, it's tough for me. It's, it is. It's a tough I, one. I'm really rooting for Goff. I don't think he's the long-term answer, but I think it would be kind of funny for him to ball out here and like because McVay has just been talking mad shit. Yeah, um, that's true. I just think it would be kind of funny. Um, now, Stafford to Goff, there's no comparison in my mind, but nonetheless. I, I mean, we're making a no comparison yeah. according to this list, yeah. so we have Sam Darnold above him. So. I know I suck. I like Sam. I do. I really do. I really like Sam Darnold, too. I just too, wish but. you uh, – like, I really hope Carolina gives him a, a good place to succeed because I do think he can be a serviceable guy. Yeah. The top 10 in the NFC should not be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, we give a quick little update here. So, we have our top list and then basically everything in the bottom is almost yeah. filled out here. We still have a lot of the top tier middle mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So, we have Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, one and two. Yeah. I, I think that was pretty obvious. Pretty yeah. obvious. Unless you're a big... You unless, you're, unless you're a Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford and you want to really argue it, but I think that's one and two. And then we skip all the way down. Eight, we have Matt Ryan. Nine, we have Sam Darnold. 10 is still available, 11, Kirk Cousins, 12 is Jared Goff, and then we go to the bottom tier guys, Winston is 15, Daniel Jones 16, oh wait, I have to scoop up a number, I messed up, but Jalen Hurts is last, yep. so yep. that's our list Jameis, right now. Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts to end with. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, I don't know where, I, I doubled up a number somewhere, that's or maybe I just have an extra number, yep. that's awkward. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll get yep, that changed out, but anywho, um, so I will be picking now. So I will be picking number wow, that was funny. Uh number four. Son of a 
So talk about my boy. <laughs> I want to talk about my boy. Um, if it's not your boy, if it's not the boy, I don't know how it's not. You only have two options here. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's two options on that list. There let's, is. There's, let's be real. That's what there's, I'm trying to decide. Two. Which I mean, it's I think it's not as hard. I'm trying to figure out where on my list I messed up. I guess I'll do that on my own time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, Rams starting quarterback Matthew Stafford. Yep. I think it's I mean pretty yep. set in stone. I think everyone knows where number three is going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a lot of debate around argue, it. I wasn't going to argue. If I had three, I wasn't going to put Stafford there. Um, I think Steph, I think there's like in the NFC. I always look at there's like the top three, which is Wilson, Rogers, Brady. I guess spoiler alert. Yep. And then there's like that debate in the at least in the NFC is okay. So who's like four? And I think there's a couple guys you can kind of throw in there. But I think Stafford's probably the best of that tier. I'm telling you this right now. If here's here's a hard here's a hard thing I think for some Stafford haters to 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 deal with here. If the Rams go to a Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Straight up. Just happened. Sorry about your luck here, folks. The numbers suggest that he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So if he just wins this year or next year or the following year, if they get to a Super Bowl or, God forbid, win a Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Famer. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about what I am saying right now. He's going to break Breeze's records for all the passing yards, the attempts, all that garbage. It's going to happen. He's got a 2-1 to touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, the wins aren't there. But he's also had the worst supporting cast yeah. from a team. Yeah, he had Calvin Johnson and then hot garbage. And then he had Golden Tate and gave Golden Tate the best three years of his career. Then he had Marvin Jones and made Marvin Jones a star. And then he had Kenny Galladay and made Kenny Galladay a star. You can't. There's nothing about this dude. You can hate all you want. Yeah, you know they should have beaten Dallas. He had the ball in his hands, and I get that. But damn, talk about a guy who's had nothing. And now, how, how funny is this? If 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 Stafford was on the Lions right now, there is no way anybody would be talking about him the way they're talking about him right now. Zero percent. Zero percent. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, because he's in L.A., it's like, oh, he's the greatest. And I go, I've been saying this now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Craziness. All right. All right. Next. So I put staff four. Yep. I think it's a fair um, assessment. We have six names left. I so would have had him at four regardless of where he's playing, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um, so the six names re- remaining, we have Andy Dalton for Chicago. Because uh, I think he'll be a starter. Dak yep. Prescott, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kyler Murray. Yep. The open numbers left are 3, 5, 6, 7, 10, and 13. Okay. So we got to plot in these six quarterbacks in these remaining three spots. Okay. So, Rob, your number will be... Um, one, two... Will be number six overall. Okay. So you're going to be... You got like a nice yeah. little in-between there. All right. Three is Russ... Five, I think, is going to be this person. So who do you think is six? I don't like this, and I think maybe this is where maybe Matt Ryan is a little bit too low. Too low? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm um, starting to see that now, too. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan should have been a little higher. Yeah. So at six. That's what happens when you get eight, nine in the first three picks. That's <laughs> is some of the list of. I'm going to say this person. But I'm not even a fan of him, really. I'm going to say Kyler at six. I would be okay with that. Um, just based off who's left. Because yeah. three spoilers, Russ. I, I think I've got five as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, um, that's that's probably how I would probably so set it up. I don't think there's anybody better on that list right now than Kyler at that level. Yeah. If you take those two guys out of it. 
I I wouldn't uh, disagree. Yeah. Um, I think that's about yeah. right. Here's the thing, and, and I want to oh, stress I gotta... this. I think six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve are all pretty interchangeable, yeah. in my opinion. Like, if we're being a hundred percent honest with ourselves here, um, I think those ones are harder to evaluate than the bottom tier or the top tier because you go on any given day. Yeah, they could look. Amazing. No, yeah. To me, you know I, mean? I think the top five pretty, that we'll that we'll yeah, get to in a minute are pretty set in stone that they can do whatever. Yep. They're great they're, players. They're gonna win you football games. And then the bottom three, four, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they have it in them. Yeah. And then the middle tier, it's like if they have a good a day, shoot. they'll win. It's a crap And shoot. they might have a bad day. Yep. So I totally agree. Um, so we'll get to number. All right, so we have five left. I like how we're already we're so self aware. We're like, oh, people aren't gonna like that one. They're not gonna like yeah. that one immediately. <laughs> uh, so I am picking number thirteen. Okay. Total. So I got the la- I got the yeah, last the less super low last super low one. I had and an idea for this person in this spot exactly. I I'm going to put. I don't know if you'll agree with me because you're I, you're not super high on someone left on this list, but several people I'm not high on. <laughs> but I'm going to put Andy Dalton at that's 13. Where was, that's where I was going to go. And the reason I said it, cause I know you're not high on Jimmy G, but not we're kind of, but we're, we're out of slots. Yeah, so, so we're, I also don't think he's be- I don't think he's worse than these guys that we're putting there though. Yeah. I don't think they're, I don't think he's worse. No, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I've always said Jimmy Garoppolo is like pretty good. Yeah. I think he is in this interchangeable. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton's the last one. I'm like, I don't know if you can really win not the games anymore. anymore. Not anymore. He had, a, he had like a two, three-year stretch there where Cincinnati was really good. They had a good defense. A.J. Green was healthy, and he looked really solid those 12 and four years. Um, but outside of that, he, he's just not. He's going to be replaced by week three, Yeah, for being honest. Yeah, I do think Justin Fields will play. I can't put Justin but Fields I, I'm much not higher put Justin, right now. No, I can't. Once again, it is so hard to predict – like we're gonna do the AFC next week, and like Trevor Lawrence is gonna be a star, so we're gonna to have to project that. Yeah, a little I bit. think I think Trevor Lawrence is the only one that I can project yeah. in the lower to mid tier probably yeah, right. and be comfortable because I know he's that good yeah. in college. Like Zach Wilson is gonna be a hard projection for me yeah. next week. Like, yeah, just being honest, things um, got all talent in the world, but yeah. So yeah, so Andy Dalton's thirteen. So now we have a lot of the bottom of the list. We'll go yep. over that really quick. So we got Jalen Hurts last, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins as the bottom six, rising up yeah. from worst to best. There, yeah, Cousins and Goff, I think, are the two ones that I have the hardest time evaluating. Yeah, so and they're almost smack dab, yeah, like they're yeah. in the lower, but they're kind of in the middle. Yeah, so like it's it's tough for me. Okay. All right, so uh, number so we're going one through four. Yep. So we have four spots left. Rob, give me who you think number five is. Dak. Dak Prescott. All right, I was like, I don't think I need to give you this list anymore nope. because I think everything else is pretty set in stone. Yep. But um, Dak Prescott. So you have Dak Prescott. Just so if you're just listening and below you're not, Stafford, you can't keep. Yes. You have him one below Stafford, right above Kyler Murray is where you have him. Yep, that's kind of. I, I'm not a huge Kyler Murray fan, quite frankly. I have seen his decision-making be poor at times. You can look at that Lions game as a perfect example. I think he threw three picks against the worst defense in football. Yeah. Um, and I don't think DeAndre Hopkins being there is as much of a benefit as some people like to think it is because I think at times he gets locked in. And uh, you can go to the 49ers game at the end of the year last year. Two, four, two plays, a third down and short and a fourth and short, both of which he basically stares at DeAndre Hopkins running a slant route. And both no. times it's incompleted because everybody knew where the ball was going. And that's fair because DeAndre Hopkins is a great player. But as a quarterback, you have to be able to get off your primary read. It was the number one problem with Stafford early on in his career. Yeah. He just chucked it to Kelvin, and it hurt his development. So when you saw Kelvin 
at the end of Calvin's re- career and then after Calvin retired, Stafford's completion percentage was up. Mm-hmm. His interception to touchdown ratio outside of the 40 and 13 year or whatever, that was crazy. But like outside of that, his interception to touchdown ratio was way better. His yardage was still the same. Completion, everything was better after yeah. he lost the ability to go, screw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just is what it is. So, I, I, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, Dak has the ability to read a defense. I'll give yeah. him that. I don't yeah. think he's very And, he, and he's got good great. offensive weapons, he does. so he's he just going to throw a raw round. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be. contract, but. All right. So, yet. I'm going to be done random generating because we only have three guys left. Okay. And there's only really a debate for the yeah. last couple. So, yeah. I'm pl- I'm just popping in Russell Wilson at three. Yeah, I think we fair. both easily would have yep. put him there. There's no yep. way he's at seven or 10. No. So, Russell Wilson will be at three. We just know he's just slightly less better than Rodgers, and yep. he's more accomplished than Stafford right now. So Absolutely. That's, that's about, totally fair. That's about where we put him. So, I think now the debate is, so we have... There are days where Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in football, and it's a yeah. but And then there are, there are days where he's <laughs> like, like what are you yeah, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so, at six, we have Kyler Murray. We have eight at Matt Ryan. So, we got to figure out seven. Can I, can so, I real quick just make sure I'm... I, Who's left? Who's left? So who's left? That's what I was going to bring up. So we have Ryan Fitzpatrick for Washington, and we have Jimmy Garoppolo. So here's who we have to do. So here's the list. We have Dak at five, Kyler six, fit one of those guys at seven, Matt Ryan at eight, Sam Darnold nine, fit one of those guys in at ten, Mm -hmm. and then 11, Kirk Cousins, 12, Jared Goff. So I guess instead of just doing a random thing, who would you put at seven? Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jimmy Jimmy's okay. better than Ryan, in my opinion. Jimmy is better than Ryan, so I will I will coincide that. But I also think Ryan, like he goes to like any five team, and he, he has a stretch where he's just it's magic. insane. But Garoppolo, I don't. Like it's probably Garoppolo, more consistent, but in like, my mind, that's what I'm saying. Garoppolo, Goff, Cousins, Darnold, um, Matt Ryan, at this point, are all interchangeable. I yeah. don't. I don't think you get a plus or minus any sort of wins by having them as your starting quarterback. Yep. I, I would. I would. I would relatively agree with that. I do. I again. I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick for that six game stretch, like yep. in Miami or something. Yep. But I think I when do he was think in Buffalo. They yeah, beat, Buffalo they went five and zero, oh, and you're almost like, oh damn, look at that. And then he fell off a cliff. Yeah, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. I do think it's just more consistent. So yep. I think I would put him there. Um, with their backups, I said Heineke would probably be like bottom of my list. Yep. Would Trey Lance be pretty much bottom of my list too? Probably yeah. right now. He is going to, I think, out of all the rookies, I think he's going to have the hardest time initially. Now, mm-hmm. they're going to insulate him a lot. They're going to run the ball really well. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. But read a defense. I'm going to keep coming back to that because that is the number one thing that I'm seeing out of some of these younger guys, that inability to – like Baker can't read a defense mm-hmm. still to this day, right? That's what separated Mahomes and Herbert and some of these guys where you go and you go, okay, they don't have – that tr- like Keenan Allen's great, super mm-hmm. underrated, but he's not a dominant like. Oh my gosh, look at Keenan Allen. Yeah, Herbert's got to read the defense, right? Um, you know, I thought Josh Allen had to learn. That's why we finally saw the explosion. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that at Colorado or Buffalo, where the hell he came from, and now he's here. And it's like okay, now he's picking apart some teams, right? Yeah. Certain guys come in knowing how to break down. And had to do it at college. Other guys had one read and go. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is going to struggle early on yeah. because he didn't have to read a defense. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, so to run down our list yep. and Rob, tell me how much you agree or disagree with this list because okay. it's gonna be fun. 
We got Tom Brady, number one, yep. Rodgers, number two, yep. Russell Wilson, number three, yep. Matthew Stafford, number four, yep. Dak Prescott, number five, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, number six, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, number seven, yeah. Matt Ryan, number eight, Sam Darnold, number nine, Ryan Fitzpatrick, number 10, Kirk Cousins, number 11, Jared Goff, number 12, Andy Dalton, 13, Winston, Jameis Winston, 14, Daniel Jones, 15, and to round out the worst in the NFC, Jalen Hurts. I would make a couple minor tweaks in the middle there. Yeah. I think Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo are neck and neck. Yeah. I would probably drop Darnold a little bit, and I'd probably put Goff and Cousins a little bit higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I like think looking that, at it in a full totality. I think I think I think our number system got unfortunate because we got eight and nine very early yeah. on, and so also, we had to make like, those big placement numbers. Like, it's hard for me to project like what Darnold's going to look like on a competent team. So it's like I feel I do I'm really high on him. I think he I, can be really good, but at the same time, it's also that, worried. he can look like a disaster. I I just hope that like there's like the the part of me that's like I think he could like boast yeah. out and have but then he could also be like Drew Locke, where I was yeah. really high on Drew Locke and yeah. all of a sudden he's like, Oh, you can't actually throw, throw? a football? Cool. Oh, that's awful. So yeah. I think I like I, this a lot. It was a lot of fun. I'm really excited to do the AFC. The AFC is gonna be fun because that one, I don't think we pay as much attention because we have a lot of NFC teams. Yeah, I agree. That, so uh, that we support. So the AFC is like a little bit more of a mystery. I think top three is pretty much set, in my opinion, I would say. Oh, wow. There's, a, there's a lot three. in there. I, I'm trying to think right now. Like, I think uh, the top three. I think top four are set. You think so? Yeah. I'm trying to think of the fourth one. I'll have to look at the list. Yeah. I think top three for me, at least. The guy out of Kansas City, the guy out of Baltimore, the guy out of Buffalo. Well, what about the guy out of Houston? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that one. I, I don't know if – can we even rank him? Because I don't even know if he's going to play. His career well, may be over. Yeah, dude. well, I'm gonna we're going to rank him until <laughs> week right. one says All he's right. got the starter. Okay. But yeah. I mean, he's still on the team, and he's projected to be the starter. So, unless – Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, though. We already went an hour and a half. Uh, reminder, once again, SwiftLifestyles.com. We're an official partner with them now. Please, if you want to support the show – the best way to do it, go support our sponsors. You get 15% off using our code ALWAYSRIGHT uh, on all Swift Lifestyle products, whether it's energy drinks, hydration, vitamins, cool merch, shakers, whatever you want, they got it. Great product. We just got some in the mail here uh, this past week. Uh, I'm obsessed. Tastes like Kool-Aid. It's, it's great. No chalky aftertaste, none of that good stuff. It's great. Um, so go do that. Go support the show. Go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. Go buy our merchandise, our official logo t-shirt at belowthecollar.com. Uh, all the links are on our official website, like I said before. Uh, and we are going to be making our way to YouTube as well. So uh, we're making a comeback, I should say. New set, same great content as always. But that's going to be it for the Missing Whale Man. He's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.